Eli Drinkwitz admits he made a terrible play call for Missouri in the Kentucky game. Also, Steve Wilkes gives us some, some insight on why that early jet sweep for Kentucky went for so, so many yards on their first drive. And also, Blaze Aldridge, in my opinion, offers an unnecessary apology. All of this and more up next on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball each and every weekday during the season. And on today's program, as usual on Wednesday, we got some sound bites to get to, including from Eli Drinkwitz, Steve Wilkes, and the aforementioned Blaze Aldridge. But you know what? Let me remind you really quickly, you should check out Locked On SEC with Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Just an awesome roster of guests that he assembles on that program. So if you can't get enough SEC football, Check out Locked On SEC on Odyssey or wherever you get podcasts for free. Now, obviously, all Missouri fans felt rather fortunate to be down only by seven points at halftime of this past Saturday's Kentucky football game. So when Missouri had the ball to start the second half, you knew that was a big drive for the Tigers. But unfortunately... The second snap, Connor Basilak throws an interception. Really nice play by the Kentucky linebacker, no doubt about it. But I felt that ball was forced in. And it seems like Eli Drinkwitz agreed with me while also taking some of the blame himself. Um, you know, I thought overall Connor played uh, pretty well. Just like everybody, we need to find one more play to win the game. Um you know, the the I thought he did a really nice job of – I felt like in the second half I was extremely aggressive calling plays, trying to get some shots down the field, and he was doing a really good job of taking the check down and, and not forcing the ball. And I think that was a product of the second play. I, I'd made a terrible play call, and, uh, you know, he forced the ball into a situation that it shouldn't have been there. And that's on me. You know, I can't make that call. And, and like I told him, he's got to overcome coaching uh, and – and fix it for us. Um, so really, I think uh, just continually be consistent in what he's been doing and, and don't try to force uh, the ball into places it doesn't need to go. Another thing I've seen while looking back on these two first Missouri games is that some of these deep shots that Missouri has taken statistically hasn't worked out great so far. They hit one early to Boo Smith against Central Michigan a throw relatively down the field for a touchdown at the end of the second half against Kiki Chisholm. But for the most part, these passes have fallen incomplete. But boy, it just seems like we're just a little bit off, maybe a hair here and there, just a little bit more chemistry, something. And maybe maybe we're a little bit closer to hitting some of these deep shots than you might expect, or than you might suspect, excuse me. So what is Eli Drinkwitz? Does he maybe feel similarly on these deep shots? It's kind of hit and go. I mean, they played a lot of deep coverage. Uh, I mean, basically tried to keep everything 
in front of them. I think there was really there was two balls that really shouldn't have been thrown, and then maybe the first play of that uh, the last drive that Mookie actually got behind him, and we just we just didn't really commit to the throw uh, that that we needed to make at that point. Um, I, I think we're close. I think we'll get there. I think it's just a a product of uh, coverage matching what we're trying to do. But again, I think. The design is to be aggressive. We talk about if the stage is set, take it. But if the stage isn't set, then we have outlets. And I thought uh, that's really where Connor had some of his best reps. So like Eli said there, just the way Kentucky plays defense, they're not going to give you a ton of opportunities to throw the ball deep down the field, especially down the sidelines. They tend to rush four, drop seven into coverage, have two deep safeties, So if anything, the middle of the field might be a little bit open deep. We saw one time, like Eli said, to Mookie Cooper, ball really, you know, again, just off the mark, just a little bit maybe more chemistry, time to develop between Cooper and Basilak, and and maybe that's a touchdown later in the season. But certainly, I agree that Basilak on at least one or two occasions was too was probably too aggressive in throwing the ball downfield on at least one ball to Looper in particular. There was that deep safety over the top, and frankly, we were lucky that ball wasn't intercepted. Just not a great decision there. But on the other hand, I like that Connor is willing to be aggressive right now down the field. If anything, we got to rein him in just a tiny bit. I'm always okay with that more than the guy who's actually scared to pull the trigger. And just overall, during his press conference, Eli Drinkwitz talked a lot about balancing urgency versus patience. And he talked a lot about, you know, in the short term, A lot of things need to be cleaned up, both offensively and especially defensively. Eli Drinkwitz said it's not just the front seven, it's not just the back secondary, it's at all levels that the defense needs to play better. But he also really, really preached patience and said, listen, this team is on the right track, this program is on the right track. That was a quiet locker room, according to Drinkwitz after the game meaning that these guys are really disappointed that they lost the game, but I think they're all rowing in the same direction. I really do. And that's something you heard from Eli Drinkwitz, and later you heard it from from Blaze Aldridge, the Missouri linebacker, as he met the press as well. Again, this team is not going to be perfect, far from it, but they're not going to give up. I promise you that, and I think we saw that very clearly on Saturday in Lexington. And coming up, I want to talk about that second snap of the game defensively for Missouri where Wandale Robinson of Kentucky rushed for 60-plus yards on a jet sweep. There was some miscommunication on that play that's causing some fairly significant changes to how Steve Wilkes is going to approach defense already. So I want to get to that here in a little bit. But first, I want to tell you once again, about our pals at betonline.ag, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action you could possibly want in the world. And with a new updated site and interface, they've got even more odds, props, and contests for you over at betonline.ag. So just check it out. Head to their website 
on your computer, or on your mobile device. Sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Just don't forget to use the promo code Locked On when you do. From football to basketball, boxing to your favorite casino games, Bet Online is the place for you. So once again, use that promo code Locked On for your 100% welcome bonus at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. When I went back and watched the big gain, the 60 plus yard jet sweep gain, by Robinson of Kentucky early in the ball game, I noticed that both linebackers lurched toward the line of scrimmage as if to stuff the A and or B gaps on the play, basically attack Chris Rodriguez. Well, the play obviously went outside to Robinson, and once he was to the outside, there was nobody there. Well, according to Steve Wilkes, there was more problems than just that on the play. So let's just hear... Steve Wilkes' opening remarks about the Kentucky game, as well as that play in particular. I want to start out by saying that uh, I take full responsibility for the uh, performance last week. Uh, wasn't to our standard, not even close. And uh, I got to do a much better job of putting these guys in position to be successful. We got off to a slow start again. Uh, my fault, got confused with the personnel from communication from the box. I uh, had a different personnel group in there, which led to that explosive play uh, down the field. A lot of credit to uh, CJ, excuse me, JC, I'm sorry, and uh, Ennis uh, for doing a great job of really running the guy down and giving us an opportunity to line up and play again. Uh, the one thing that I love about uh, this group uh, is the mere fact that uh, they gave us an opportunity to win at the end. So that's encouraging to say that we got a lot of fight in these guys. And uh, it's our job, my job as coaches, to make sure that uh, they're able to execute. So again, just reading between the lines there, no problem in the locker room. No questioning of effort whatsoever. So once again, I feel like this team is in a good place just in terms of all of the different intangibles. But let's get to closer to more of, the, more of the actual tangible things happening on the field. Let's get to more on that explosive jet sweep play. Well, that was the miscommunication there. We thought they were in, in, in some form of jumbo. Uh, so that's the information that I got. So we had extra linemen in the game, which, you know, screwed us up. And again, totally on me. You know, when, when you start talking about how can you make corrections – uh, one of the things right now is, is, is looking at yourself, and uh, I'm going to the box. You know, so hopefully it'll give me better eyes to be up top, to be able to see things, and have a better uh, jump on calling the plays. So obviously, by the box, Coach Wilkes means the press box. He'd been on the field the first couple weeks. He had expressed that that was his preference going into the season, but also in this press conference, he realized that hey, you know what? I've done this before. I've been the defensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers in 2017, and he was up in the press box during that stint. So this isn't an entirely new deal for Steve Wilkes. It just seems like maybe Missouri just shuffling the com- the communication abilities here a little bit, and hopefully Wilkes will just have a better perspective up in the press box. Now, of course, our offensive coordinator, de facto, is Eli Drinkwitz. Well, guess who isn't? up in the box but of course he certainly has eyes up there 
in the press box telling him different things, giving him video, giving him printouts, however they do it these days. I guess in the NFL, it's Microsoft Surface tablets now, right? I don't think that the college players have tablets yet, but you get the point. Now, that personnel mix-up there may seem like somewhat of a small thing, but just having one extra lineman in there instead of a, a nickelback or an extra linebacker, something like that, just now all of a sudden your speed matchups are just all off, and frankly, your run fits are off too. Now you're, you're running a five-down defensive line scheme against a scheme offensively that doesn't really require that. You're just throwing everything off, and boy, you could see it on that play. But yeah, once again, credit to J.C. and Ennis Rakestraw for, for hustling, especially Rakestraw, who came from a long ways away to make that play. By the way, uh, just a quick injury update since I did bring up Ennis Rakestraw. Had a longtime listener of mine, Jim Campbell, wrote in, asked about Ennis Rakestraw. You know what? I don't have an update for you. I definitely noticed when he was lying on the ground, grabbing the back of his knee. I'll just say, now that it's Wednesday, we've heard from Eli, we've heard from Steve Wilkes. I've got to think if there was some major injury here, I've got to think we would have had an update at this point. Now, the official injury report is going to come out on Thursday, tomorrow as we speak here. So we'll just wait to hear then confirmation. But I I would be stunned if Rakestraw were, say, I don't know, say he'd blown out his knee or something like that. I've got to think we would know that information. That's something the trainers almost always have a pretty darn good idea that somebody's blown their knee out on the field. They'll wait until you know, the, a couple days or whatever, confirm with an MRI. But if Rakestraw was really messed up, I got to think we would know by now. Also, Jay Macklin, of course, the cousin of Jeremy Macklin and a slot receiver primarily for the Tigers, at least in fall camp. Well, he was back at practice today after breaking his forearm in the preseason. So, Good to see Jay back at practice. And who knows, maybe he'll see the field for the first time this season in a Tiger uniform. Also, Eli Drinkwitz noted that Jalen Carlees, or JC, Jalen Carlees, Carlees, I will figure out how to pronounce his name eventually, folks. And I should, because he's arguably been Missouri's best defender so far on this young season. Well, I frankly didn't notice that he left the game in the second half with an injury. So I want to talk a little bit more about that moving forward. But of course, I got to tell you that Build Bar is the best protein bar ever conceived by human beings or frankly, any sentient being. And did you know that Build Bar has nine delicious flavors? Well, you should. And if you don't, check out their mix box. Well, you, you will get two of each of their nine delicious flavors. Here's the thing about Built Bar for me. I'm a busy guy. Sometimes I don't always have time to fix lunch, that kind of deal. So when I get done with this podcast, I might just crush a high-protein, low-calorie, low low-sugar, and low-carb Built Bar and feel good about myself while doing it. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And by... 
prize picks. Yes, that's right, college football fanatics. Have you ever heard about prize picks? Well, it's daily fantasy made easy. And this company, Prize Picks, offers more college football picks and props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players. Heck, you probably haven't even heard of them. You want to bet on Khalil Pimpleton, the Central Michigan receiver? Well, now's your chance over at Prize Picks. And you can also combine up to two to five different props and over-under Beat the projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com or go to your app store. Download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. As Eli Drinkwitz noted, as good as Jalen Carlisle has been the first part of this season, we need, to, we need him out there for four quarters one of these days obviously he missed the first half of the opener from a targeting penalty going all the way back to the 2020 season the finisher of that of that campaign well apparently Carlisle left the second half with an injury as well I don't know if he came back and frankly we didn't get a lot of great updates from Eli Drinkwitz he didn't seem terribly concerned but once again I guess we'll just have to wait until Thursday it did make me realize something, though. While I can see everything at Faroe Field, when I watch the games at home now, if you have a free safety, for example, that's 15 to 20 yards off the line of scrimmage, well, he's not even in the shot at the, at the snap of the football. So you really have, not only can you not tell which safeties are in the game on either defense, it makes it really tough to tell what kind of coverage they're in, too. That's just some really basic football production. And just what is the deal with that? It's got to be that we're trying to produce football for, even though everybody I know has a bigger TV than they've ever had in their life, right? TV technology keeps getting better and cheaper. Almost everybody listening to this has probably got at least, what, a 50-inch HD television, right? Maybe you're only 47 inches. But the point is... As TVs keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger, well, why are we getting tighter and tighter shots on the field? Well, that's because more and more people are watching on their phone, right? It's almost like we got to get two different feeds. I understand that you don't want to double up on cameras. That's costly, but I don't know. If I'm going to watch a, a game on my projector, I'd like to be able to see the safeties. But you know what? I digress. And just to close out this program, I want to share a couple of sound bites from Missouri linebacker Blaze Aldridge. Now, certainly I've had my criticisms of Blaze the first two weeks on this program. He's definitely not been perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but boy, he's really gotten a lot of criticism online from Missouri fans, I've noticed. Well, you know what? I think Blaze noticed as well so let's hear what he has to say about his game so far through two weeks uh you know I think that I have a lot more to give um and you know uh it's not necessarily an effort thing because I I think that I've been playing hard you know and and that's one of my traits is that I'm going to leave it all out on the field but I I think that becoming more comfortable in the scheme 
and uh, finding my identity in the defense is going to help me leave a, a better impact. So I still think that I have a lot of room for growth, but just in terms of effort, you know, I feel like I've been playing hard. I, I hope that, you know, the fans and, and my teammates and the coaches can see that, you know, but I do want to kind of apologize because I, I think that I have more that I can give and they're going to get that from me going forward. Well, Blaze Aldridge, from my perspective, your apology is not accepted because you don't need to offer me or any Missouri fans an apology. If you're truly playing with 100% effort, close to it at all times, you're leaving it out there on the field, and I believe that he is, then you don't owe me anything. You're playing for yourself and those guys in that locker room, your family, all that good stuff. You owe Missouri fans nothing as long as you're truly giving that effort. Now, obviously, can Blaze be better? Absolutely. But as Eli Drinkwitz correctly pointed out, it's not as though there's anybody else on the roster at linebacker who is proving that they deserve more playing time. So I think everybody on this roster, everybody on that defense has got to take a look in the mirror and say, what can I do better? I like Aldridge's attitude, I'll tell you that. Now, I've talked quite a bit in this space about how I get the vibes that Missouri's locker room is in a good place, that all the guys are, again, rowing in the right direction. I've probably used that cliche one too many times, but easy to say when you're you're winning football games, right? What about after a loss? Here's what Blaze Aldridge had to say. Yeah, I think that, you know, you always learn a lot from a team in the first loss. Uh, It's easy to have a good culture and project the right things when you're winning games. But, you know, everybody's true colors are kind of revealed when, you know, something happens like we go out and we throw an interception and we give up a quick score, you know, and it looks like we might lose. Um, But... Overall, I think that our culture showed that, you know, we're really good, that our our heads are in the right spot. Nobody's turning on each other. Everybody's playing hard. Uh, No finger pointing, which is excellent. So I think our culture's in the right spot, and it's kind of like Coach Drink said, we just got to find a way to make that one more play. You know, it's the SEC. Everybody's going to have pretty good culture. Everybody's going to have pretty good players and pretty good scheme. So sometimes it just comes down to winning some one-on-one matchups. And again, that is often what it's going to come down to, talent, right? But as fans, I promise you, do not take effort for granted, especially on the football field, because Aldridge actually had an interesting quote later on where he talked about how in football you have to give 100% effort on every snap, basically for the 2% chance that you might be the one who has to make the play. Now, that's a little bit of hyperbole to say 2%, but the point is very well taken there. Even if you're not on the defense, heck, think about being at a glamour quote-unquote position like wide receiver, where most of the game, you're just running around running wind sprints. It's Yeah, sure, catching that 65-yard touchdown pass, that's glorious. Everybody cheers. Everybody looks at you and says, oh, my God, isn't he awesome? But what about those 64 other snaps where you weren't the primary target, where you thought you were the primary target, 
but unfortunately you ran a perfect route and the quarterback got pressured and couldn't get the football out to you. All of that stuff takes incredible mental toughness to, again, give that 100% for the 2% chance. That's really what a lot of football is all about. So give credit to Blaze Aldridge for his effort. Give credit to the whole team for their effort. And just I, I love their togetherness right now. This is a likable football team. How many games are they going to win the rest of the season? Well, we'll just have to find out. But I'll promise you I'm going to be rooting for them all year. So with all that being said, I will see you all tomorrow right here on Locked on Mizzou.